Ah, glory. Ah, thank you, Jesus. got that, you got that, you got that. Worship in your homes right now. Lift your hands up and worship. Let God minister to your spirit. Let him minister to you right now. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Say, oh, at home. God, we love you today. We thank you for this day. We exalt you in the name of Jesus. Have your way. Speak to our hearts. Help us, Lord, to be what you want us to be. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You who are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. I want to lift up the passage of scripture we lifted up last week. I've got a few things more I want to say about it. I want to just lift it up, and it was in Job chapter 42. It seems appropriate for this season, Job 42. I'm just going to lift up a couple of words from verse 12 out of the Message Bible, and then I'm going to bring back all of it while I speak. So just stay with me this morning. Verse 12 out of the Message Bible, Job 42, just simply says, God blessed Job's latter life even more than his earlier life. Amen. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to remind you of something I said last week, and uh, we've been talking, we talked last week from this theme, living in the aftermath of trauma. Living in the aftermath of trauma. This is part two of living in the aftermath of trauma. I want to remind you of something that I, that I said last week, and, and you've got to realize how true this is. In life, you're going to go through things that are traumatic. Anyone that tells you differently has either not lived long enough or is completely naive to the point of foolishness. Your wealth cannot exclude you from trauma. Your education cannot exclude you from trauma. Your ethnicity, no matter where you think you sit on the pecking order of life, 
it will not exclude you from trauma. You cannot be placed in a high enough position, no matter at what place of business, the CEO, down to the CFO, down to the person cleaning the toilet in the room. You cannot be put in a high enough position to be excluded from trauma. Trauma is a fact of life. You're going to have days in your life that you're going to experience trauma. Trauma comes in many forms. The one most known to us is that form of loss of loved ones. And that trauma is there. It comes, it hits us. That trauma remains. We live with it, but it's there. That, that trauma is there, and there's nothing you can do to hold it off because it is appointed unto man once to die, and after the death, the judgment. And so I've learned some things over my time, and I want to share some things out of this holy writ, if I can, in the next few moments. Because what I've come to understand is there are some things in life you can't change, but you can live with. You can't change it, but you can live with it. I hate to put it out there like that. When I say you can't change it, but you can't live with it, what I'm talking about is there's somebody in this place right now listening to me, somebody listening online. There's some lady who has gone through some, this is National Breast Cancer Month, and in Connecticut they're doing awareness uh, activities everywhere. There's some woman who has suffered from breast cancer. And it happens to men too, so don't let me just make it a gender specific, but, but they've suffered and they've had a mastectomy and maybe even a double mastectomy or a lumpectomy. You can't change that. But your life is more precious, you can live with it. I'm walking down somebody's street right now because, see, what you have to realize, there are some losses that will happen. There are divorces that will take place. There are things that will happen in your life, jobs that will come and jobs that will go, and you can't change that, but you can live with it. You, you, you have to understand there are people that will come into your life that are only there for a season, and they'll walk out of your life, and you'll never see them or hear from them again only from afar you can't change that but you can live with it what I've come to know it's not about getting over what happens to you rather it's about learning to live with it you, you, you're not going to just get over some things that happen in your life but you can learn to live with the things that happen in your life I was, uh, the other day, I was riding down, um, and, and I wasn't going to share this, but I'm going to share it because it's in my, in my spirit to say, because uh, we were riding down to the funeral of our dear brother, uh, Minister Williams, and I, we're riding down to the funeral, I, we're riding, and it starts to rain on us rather heavily. And as the rain pelts the truck as we're driving, I've got my family in the car, my wife, my eldest daughter, and my son are riding with me. We're heading down the road, and I had a flashed memory that came across with the grief that attends to it. It was a vivid memory. The memory is over 40 years old. 
I had not thought of this in years. It's a story I never even shared with my wife because it was not an impactful story. Watch where I'm going here. But in that moment, as I'm driving, the rain is going down, and I'm going to do a funeral of a beloved friend. And at that moment, a memory hit me. Nearly 40 years ago, and probably longer than that, I had returned to Connecticut from Alabama. I was in school in Alabama A&M at the time. On my way back to here from Alabama, I came in, got to Connecticut. They picked me up. I was so excited. I got there, got in the car, and I was to my mother and my siblings, and we were just happy and talking. I was so giddy. But there was a woman in my life. There was a woman by the name of Mother Nellie Reed. We called her Nanny. And Nanny was like a grandmother to us. Nanny was so close to us that I didn't realize she wasn't my biological nanny till I was grown. My, my mother and her, 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 her daughter, Auntie Gloria, are so close that my baby sister is named after Auntie Gloria. That's where we get Gloria's name from. That's how close. Because my mother, as a young woman, went into that church at Mount Hope Temple, and it was there that she began to worship the Lord in a special way. And Mother Reed was one of those mothers in Zion back in those days. And Mother took her under a wing, and she became like a grandmother, like a mother to my mother, to the point that we always called her Nanny, and we thought Nanny was our Nanny, and she treated us like we were her grandchildren. When I came back home, I was giddy. I, the first thing I wanted to do was to see Nanny after I saw everybody else. Let me go see Nanny because Nanny was getting old. So I asked about it in the car. At that moment that I asked about can I, when can we go see Nanny, the car went from giddy to silent. It was hushed. And I knew something was wrong. Because while I was in school, Nanny had passed away, but nobody told me because when she passed, it must have been near the time I was doing exams or something and nobody wanted to bother me or throw me off. And now I'm just getting into Connecticut and I hear that Nanny passed away and I turn from sitting and looking to the side of everybody to looking back out the front windshield and the rain was coming down. And I had a feeling of grief. And the other day while I'm driving, the rain, oh, you got to get this. You can live with it. Now, you have to understand something. Mother Reed was very prominent in her church, so much so that I have been to the church and preached. Her, her pastor, Pastor Bishop John, has invited me to preach for the denomination. I've preached at the denominational regional meetings. I've been all around. We've had long conversations. We've been blessed, and we just have all kind of talk. So I, it was nothing, never had an issue, never had a problem. It was in that moment at the colliding of all these things, the intersection of things that brought up a memory that had been repressed and even lost. What I'm trying to tell you is, even when you get down the road, don't be upset because you feel it again. Because life 
has a way of bringing stuff back to you. Replaying your marriage, what could I have done differently? Replaying your body issues, what, what should I have eaten different? Where should I have been different? Replaying the car accident that you had, how could I have done that? Life has a way of bringing it up, and you need to understand something. Don't worry, you can't stop that, but you can live with it. You can live with it. You can live with what life puts on you. You can live with it. You can learn to trust God in the midst of it all. You can live with it. All of us <sighs> must learn to live with loss. Uh, and I got I got I, I want to give you this. This is going to mess you up. This is going to mess you up. Uh, uh, Minister Sharice, y'all got to get this one down. You can either get an attitude or make an adjustment. You can either get an attitude or make an adjustment. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm about to bless you today because you've got to realize emotions are nothing but attitudes. You can get an attitude or make an adjustment. You can decide that I'm going to live and God's going to bless me and it's going to be all right, or you, or you can get at you. You walk around mad at the world, mad because what happened happened, mad because you got sick, mad because you got in that accident, mad because you got laid off, mad at everybody, mad at all women because somebody mistreated you, mad at all men because somebody mistreated you, don't want to talk to nobody, I'm in my shell. You, you can get an attitude or you can make an adjustment. You got to understand, life requires adjustments. We don't get mad, we make adjustments. We don't get mad, we make adjustments. That, 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 ooh, my goodness, I, I want to see if I can make it live for just a minute. Uh, Doc C, uh, that's, that's his phrase, can I make it live here? Uh, let me make it live by telling you this, listen, the good news is God is in the adjustment-making business. God is in the adjustment-making business, and you need to recognize something that you're a child of God. Let, let me say something to you. Child of God, daughter of God, son of God, I know, I know you, you've been going through some things and you think you're by yourself. You're never by yourself. The God you serve promised that he would not leave you nor forsake you, but he'd be with you even until the end of the world. And that God is in the business of making adjustments. I got good news for you. God is already... Not, not getting ready. Not, at, at, at down in Alabama, we say fitting to. Not fitting to. God is already making the adjustments for your life. All you have to do is adjust your thinking to walk in it. I'm preaching in here today. I know this is a word from the Lord. God is already making the adjustments. He's already, he, he's already. The Lord knew you were going to go through that before you went through that. The Lord knew you were going to get sick before you got sick. The Lord knew you were going to have that issue before you ever had it. 
The Lord knew your knee was going to be bad before it ever got bad. The Lord knew you were going to fall before you hit the ground. And he already made a provision so that you could make it even on a bum knee. He already made a provision so you could make it even if you had to care for a loved one that was in the midst of a crisis. He already made a provision for you to eat even when it seemed like the money was gone. He already made a provision to pay your rent even before it was due. He already made a provision to keep your roof over your head and food in your belly and to bless you because God is in the business of making adjustments. Uh, God, 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 God is making adjustments for your life. All you have to do is adjust your thinking. Uh, you, 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 I'm, I need to help you right here. Uh, see, you, you, you've got to start thinking and saying, okay, Lord, I know what used to be ain't going to be no more. And so God help me to deal with what is and give me the grace to deal with what is, not what I, what I wanted it to be. Because what is is what is, and what I wanted it to be may never be what I wanted it to be, so I got to live in what is while I pray to you and ask you for my next thing and say, I'm not going to let my destiny be denied from me worrying about my past trauma so that I get caught up in trauma so much that I can't move into destiny. So I'm going to adjust my thinking and my mind and my eyes are going to be open to see what your next move is and how I can fit into the divine plan to get to destiny because my destiny did not end with my trauma my destiny did not end with the loss of a loved one. My destiny did not end with a tragic accident. My destiny continues on. As long as I'm here, destiny must be upon my life. Purpose must be upon my life. Promise must be upon my life. And therefore, God will give me the power to enter into purpose because I've been made a promise from God. I feel like preaching today, y'all. I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. Let me hear. Let me hear. I got to give you three quick lessons from Job. Three lessons. Three. Three. Let, let me put it like this. Three more lessons. And then next week I'm gonna give you three lessons from him again, but from his perspective. Y'all stay with me. I got some. I got some to do here now. Yeah. Three more lessons from Job. The the first lesson is found in verses 10 and 11 uh, in the Message Bible, but I, I, I just use verse 10 real quick. Verse 10 in the Message Bible said, Job had, in, after Job had interceded for his friends, God restored his fortunes and then doubled it. That what is it right here. In verse 10 in the New King James says, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Write this down. You need to put this in your giddy-up bag. Understand this. God restores. You, 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 yeah, yeah. Put, put that on. Write that down. Put that on your screen. You need to put that on your screen. Save on your phone. Put it somewhere where you're going to see it regularly in case you're going through right now. You need to remind yourself, I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what you're looking at. I don't care what you've lost. God restores. God knows how to restore. God knows how to give you back even more than you lost. 
Ah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it won't be what it was before, but it will be new. It'll be different. And if you will enjoy what God gives you now, you'll be excited because you'll recognize the hand of God at work in people and the hand of God at work in your placement, the hand of God at work in everything around you as a new hedge of protection for the next move. Ooh, y'all missed it. I, if, I, if I had time, I'm out of time, y'all, so I got to hurry. But, but God, God even made people bless Job. God made people bless Job. God, God, God said, I'm going to make other folk come by and bless you even in this season so that you can be restored. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching, I'm preaching. I'm, but, but, but number two, number two, number two, number two. And I, I got to do this in four minutes uh, and 51 seconds. Watch this. Number two, number two, number two. God remembers. God remembers. You, you want that. You want that. You want that one. You got that. You want that. Now, I know y'all y'all looking at the text. You, you wonder, God remembers. And this is important here. This is important. It's important. Uh, Ellen, you y'all can get this one now. Notice what the text says in verse 12. 13 and 14. <laughs> Notice what it said. Notice what it said. Notice what it said. What it said. Uh, the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginnings, for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 females. I don't even need to read it. Get your Bible out. Let me help you right here. The only way God could double what he had was God had to remember what he lost. <laughs> you, you can't double what he had if you don't remember what he lost. I'm preaching up in here. God knows what you've been through. God remembers what you, your, your trials. He remembers your tears. He remembers your pain. God remembers, and it's important to me that you get it in your spirit. You are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. God remembers. God remembers your prayers. He remembers every prayer you prayed to him. God remembers your tears. He's already put them in a bottle. God remembers the time you laid awake at night. God remembers. And the way God restores is God restores from his remembrance of you. You may have been through something, but you got to realize God remembers. All right. Last point, I'm done for the day. I got to leave you with this one. Verse 16. And you, you better be here next week because I got something sweet for you next week. God Almighty, I got something for you. I got something for you. Here it is. Verse 16 says After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his children and grandchildren and four generations. So Job died old and full of days. Can, can, I, can I close this out here with this last point? 
I'm almost done. Watch this now. This is going to bless you here. God resets. A reset is to set it again. And since Job's life was set with a family before, God said, let me set it again. God, God said, I'm getting ready to reach. Since Job's life was set with property before and with wealth before, God said, let me set it again. And, and some of you know every now and then you work on your, your computer or your tablet or your iPhone or your Android or your Samsung or whatever you got in your hand, and every now and then it'll get stuck and it gets stuck in a place and you can't move it up or down. You can't sideswipe it. You can't hit the home button and you just have to do what they call a hard reset. The old days, it was control, art, and delete. It was a hard reset, which means we shutting it all down. But when we bring it back up, everything's going to be working better than before. You missed it right there. And God said, I'm getting ready to give your life a reset. Don't you worry even though you have been through trauma trauma may be tough and it is forever it doesn't have to mean your future failure you gotta realize this you've been through trauma it is forever it's gonna be there it ain't going nowhere but it doesn't have to mean your future failure I want to give you a word right here hit the reset button Lord you can reset set me. Lord, you can bring me back into a place with you. Hit the reset button. God knows how to restore because God remembers and God will reset your life. Can I, can I close it? With one last word, I want to give you this. Gonna mess you up because you thought I was gonna be all sweetie kind pie this morning. But I'm gonna give you one last word. It's gonna heal your heart. Here's what it is. Everybody's been through trauma. And so have you, so have I. And we're going through it right now. Here's what you gotta hear from me. Tough love right here. Tell somebody we don't make excuses, we make adjustments. We make adjustments. For whatever God allows. My friend Mr. Clean said, except what God allows. We make an adjustment. It's in your hands, God. It's in your hands. I'll make the adjustment. And I know you've already made a way. I got more for you, y'all. I got more for you. I'll hit you next week. You better be in the place. See me Tuesday night. I'll be right here. I love you all with the love of the Lord. I feel like preaching up in here. Woo! My God, my God. I want to just tell you now, if you're here and you're listening to this word today, I want you to know that I want you to receive Jesus if you don't know him. If you know him already, I would love for you to make a commitment. If you don't have a church home, make a commitment today. Shiloh's here, but if this is not for you, find a place to worship because this is important today. Thank you, sis. I appreciate that word. This is important today that you receive Christ and you receive a covering. Everybody 
needs to know that you have a covering, someone to be with you in this life, a pastor, a bishop, someone that will work with you and walk with you, someone that will give you the freedom to be who you are while calling you back to Christ and the Word of God and holding you accountable for God. This is important to your life. I love you all with the love of the Lord. You won't change my mind. I want you to know that. If you receive Jesus Christ today, I want you to go ahead and hit me here at Shiloh NL. I think it's Church and Men at ShilohNL.org. Church and Men at ShilohNL.org. It's on the screen in case I messed it up. I think I might have got it. Amen. It's ShilohConflex.org. Amen. Hit me, email me, or call the office, and I look forward to talking to you. Amen? I love you. Saints, join me in giving this morning. Get your cash app ready. Get your GiveLify ready. Give is unto the Lord. I thank you for your, your blessing. You all have been so wonderful during this pandemic. I know some of you have not been able to do what you normally would do, but I want to thank you for what you've done. Continue to give as unto the Lord. Let me tell you something. Your tithing is about your relationship with God. It's about your relationship with God. Whether you like me or not, you need to love God. You need to recognize that tithe belongs to the Lord. And so if you've been blessed by this ministry, sow a seed into the house. Sow a seed. I'm looking for the standing with the 70. 70? I know you're listening to me. If you're one, $100 a month is all we're looking for. $100 a month to stand with us as we cover this vast amount of work God has given us. Please join us. Please join us. If you hear me saying it now and say, I never was in the 70, you can join us now. Because if there's more than 70, it just means God is speaking in abundance. And in the case of Moses, more than 70 showed up and got blessed. Woo! Preach was. I love you, saints. Come on, y'all. Hit that for me. I want to thank this band today. Y'all blessed us. As you can see, we've put a, a ribbon on the organ in memory of our dear brother. We love him. We won't forget him. It says in loving memory of Minister C.L. Williams. We remember him today. We remember his family. We ask that you keep Robin A. and the children in your prayers. And let's not forget them when this season is over. Let's remember them as the people of our God and as the apple of our eyes.